Hey everybody, this is Chris. Welcome to That's What I Meant, the podcast. As many of you who know me already know, Halloween is a very special time of year to me, and this year Halloween is a little bit weird, but that's not going to stop us from reviving a tradition that we put together on our YouTube page back in 2018. We call it the Halloween Spookstravaganza, us and about 10 million other people. Um, but this year we thought we'd kick off another couple of episodes, so hopefully you enjoy this one, and we'll catch you in two weeks for the next episode in this year's 2020 that's what I meant. Well, my neighbors, he's like out, he's like at the Halloween yard in town where everybody comes to. He said, "You got to do that. There's no trick or treating. You got to give some, the kids something. You know, so just do a drive by, like." Colin and I were just as we we're looking for houses. I told her, I was like, the one side of me really wants to buy, like, if we find something we like, just buy it quick because then I still might be in it in time to decorate for Halloween. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then the other side of me was like, well, if ever there was a year to not decorate, <laughs> this is it. Right. Uh, that was only because we found a house we really liked, but decided against it. It was already yeah. decorated. <laughs> it was. That was the problem. I wanted to do that. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm here with three excellent guests. Uh, if you guys ever want to catch these these folks, you can usually catch them doing comedy in and around the Chicago land area. Uh, not exactly a lot of comedy, live comedy going on these days. So, uh, in the meantime, I guess you can catch them here. Uh, and check out Improv Playhouse, anything they have going on. There's a lot of action going on over there. So welcome into the show. Uh, I think you've all been on before. We've got Karen, we've got Eric, we've got Matt. That is Karen Shafroth, Eric Hallberg, and Matt Terry. I always forget to say your last names, and I feel bad when I listen afterwards. So now you're plugged. Um, you guys don't have any live shows to plug, so what do you want to plug in the meantime? You know, I have a very good vegetable peeler I've been impressed with. And uh, yeah, it's got, I think it's one of those OXO ones. And uh, I don't really recommend kitchen products that often, but the OXO vegetable peeler. Are, are you using that just for vegetables or are you like multi-purpose using it on? No, I use it for my nails. It's actually uh, fantastic. <laughs> I, I want to see how that works. The physics of that don't, don't quite make sense to me. It works, but they're very ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's not, it's just a peeler, right? Like this. Yeah, you don't want to go too deep, otherwise it's like torture. Yeah, <laughs> it's a finger peeler. Nobody yeah, wants right. that. Exactly. <laughs> I bought a, uh, a a GE power strip uh, storage protector for all of my at home work equipment that has six outlets, and I only use five. It works lovely. Is that a advanced power strip where it recognizes? whether or not the master switch is plugged in. I only ask because that tailors literally directly to my job. Oh, I don't know. It's GE and it's black. I don't uh, know. It's off of Amazon. It cost me $13. There you go. Probably not if it was that cheap. Probably yes. not. Yeah. Are you going to review it? Am I going? I don't review anything that I buy. Oh, okay. You, sh you should just leave a scathing review just so people <laughs> can be like, what? Would, what about a power strip could be so infuriating? <laughs> Right, I need to be so offended. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right, all right. 
Challenge and, it, and in the review, it's like, everything worked fine. I just, I don't know. I can't stand it. There's just... right. right. It allows me to work. I don't want to work. <laughs> you said you have five things plugged in for your yeah. job. Do you have special equipment that you use for your job that most other jobs don't use? I have... Um, I, I don't know what your job is or what your profession is. So. You want me to go into it? No, we don't need to go into it. I have um, a laptop charger. I have, um, my laptop is plugged into something called a docking station. Um, I have two monitors and... Please say mouse. Please say. No, that doesn't get plugged in. What else? <laughs> the docking station, the laptop, two monitors. Phone That's charger? Perfect. No, there's something else. I don't remember, but I'm using All right. two of them. Welcome to What's Plugged In to Karen's Power Strip, the podcast. That's Next week, we'll have an update. Uh, and what about you, Matt? Anything in particular you want to plug today? Well, I'd first say the watermelon I was consuming. And number two, this candle, lilac lavender. <sighs> Call me. I can tell how how good that was just by the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't, I have not lit the candle partially because I'm, Paranoid about. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. How wow. long is this going to smell until you pass out? Uh, <laughs> loses its powers. For the listeners, uh, Matt Terry was just super Puffing. neurotic and anxious oh, until he <laughs> smelled this candle, and he's just a whole a brand new man. <laughs> like so relaxed. It changed right in front of our eyes. It was crazy. <laughs> <sighs> that's a five star candle review if ever I saw one. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, candles are a thing you light on fire. And another famous thing that people light on fire are jack-o'-lanterns because it's Halloween season and that's what you do during Halloween season. It's weird. You really don't do it a lot during Halloween season. I feel like I I, I only light my jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween, but, you know. It seems like from the decorations, it's supposed to be lit all October long, but whatever. We're not here to talk about jack-o'-lanterns. We're here to talk about Halloween costumes. So I've got some trivia for you guys, some questions, some fun little fun facts. Uh, so let's get started with our very first question. Do you guys know when and where the first mention of a Halloween costume in North America was? Mm-hmm. The when, I would say probably... Uh... I'm going to go with like 1900, something like that. And where? I would, I'm going to go with Boston. I mean, somewhere East Coast and yeah. Makes sense. You got the big Salem Halloween festival every year now. They got that oh, really? built in. Yeah. I know that. Uh, it is not Boston though. You're almost oh. dead on on the time though. Hmm. Oh, I was going to say four o'clock. <laughs> 1900, four o'clock, be even more accurate. Well, since he got the time, I don't know. I was thinking New Orleans, seeing as there's the whole Mardi Gras and people dressing up and doing crazy crap. Super spooky. Yeah, it would fit. You guys are still, this is weird to me. It's it's not Eastern North really? America. Yeah. Let's go with the opposite. Let's go with California. California is a good guess. You're on the right coast, but it's further north. It's up in Vancouver, actually. Oh, really? can, uh, Canadians beat us to I it. About Canada. 
I have an American first ideology <laughs> pumped into me from grade school, Chris. Another country can't beat us at something like this. I'm trying to break it down. <laughs> um, it will make you f- feel maybe a little bit better to know that the way Halloween got to the Americas was with uh, the huge exodus of Irish immigrants during the 1800s. They kind of brought over the festival that Halloween was based off of and kind of Halloween culture in general. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, 1898 in Vancouver, we get the first mention oh. of someone wearing a Halloween costume. I guess you know I never guessed was? the time. You know what That's the true. costume was, that first costume? I do not know what it was. It's oh. it's on the Canadian Encyclopedia.Canada, but they did not tell me on that site. <laughs> they don't tell who, what it was. <laughs> That's incomplete data. Wow. Um, so we touched on really quick the where halloween came from it came from a holiday called Samhain, which was a pagan holiday that christians kind of co-opted and uh turned into their own thing tied it in with all saints day and turned it into all hallows eve um so that's neat and fun about halloween but do you guys you know, know... was ahead. it sanctioned by the pope so the irish brought it over i mean was like that was Italy on board with Halloween? So they were basically it was one of those things where like Christians with the like Gallic and Celtic peoples um were trying to convert everybody. So they did the thing that they did with lots of holidays where they were just like, Yeah, 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 your holiday, but just with like Jesus on top. And oh, okay. it's it's one of those. So Halloween was a sanctioned like Christian holiday that the Irish brought mm-hmm. over. Uh, just barely redressed from being a pagan holiday, though. Um, so all that is is fun. How a little Halloween background. But do you guys have any idea how costumes would have gotten involved with it? Well, yeah, I think it was a uh, a drunken stupor, and people like swapped clothes when they came home naked. And, hey, let's do this every year. <laughs> You just dressed up as your neighbor. That's right. Hey, you got Harold's clothes on. No, this is Halloween. It's okay. And then they got more creative. Maybe they it had something to do with that original holiday. Uh, maybe they're trying to dress up as different gods from the pagan faith. You're, oh, you're in the ballpark. I was going to say, I was leaning towards it was like um, trying to disguise themselves from like the devil or something. That is pretty much right on. It wasn't the devil because they didn't have the devil yet. That They had oh. to have their holiday lazily converted by Christians before they got that. Right. Um, but before that, Samhain was a holiday where the like spirits of the dead and the gods were thought to walk the earth. Um, and so in order to not kind of invoke their wrath, you could do one of two things. And I love this. The first one was you could leave out snacks and offerings to let the gods know, like, hey, we appreciate you. Take what you need. The second was to dress up like a monster and try to pass as one of them, which is awesome. (laughs) I love the idea that, like, these supreme godly beings are are walking around, but if you put on, like, a pretty good mask, they won't be able to tell you from one of them. A pretty good mask from, you know... (laughs) 1896. Well, I think that's real because one year I didn't put out candy snacks and my house was egged by demons, I think. 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was the Poseidon year, right? That was yeah. when you angered him. Yeah, I was a Poseidon. It could have been. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I remember it. I don't know. It was a mess. <laughs> it reminds me of the Chinese New Year, where you know they make the loud sounds and they wear red to scare off the dragon that eats babies. <laughs> I... <laughs> those wimpy dragons <laughs> yeah. so what you're saying is that baby eating dragons in china are essentially like black bears in the united states there's people are kind of afraid of them but also they're just kind of like large raccoons yeah. get out of here yeah. Yeah. Our kids yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> that's awesome i did not know that I, I might have gotten 10% of that wrong, so I apologize to the Chinese listeners. <laughs> and babies. It's all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. we a couple of months. We'll do Chinese New Year in a couple of months, and we'll... Uh, we'll we'll nail it. We'll repair it if we need to, yeah. That's, um, the other kind of fun thing about that is, so this this idea of dressing up in costumes, Sawen goes back thousands of years. Um, but I think it's pretty wow. cool that they were essentially trick-or-treating already because they were just putting food out and mm. whoever comes through picks it up that's pretty neat hmm. um sort of a secondary question on that one when so costumes pop up generally with the holiday thousands of years ago and then they show up in vancouver in 1898 when do you think pop culture related costumes started showing up like branded and licensed stuff Well, geez, that's got it's got to be go along with the movies, you know. I would think nineteen um, twenties, maybe nineteen twenties is exactly right. The first like big ones were uh, olive oil and Popeye, and wow. then it kind of grew grew a little bit. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. That's what we call a teaser. So were they? Do you think were they selling these costumes, or just people just making them at home? Or I couldn't find for sure. I, I think people were making them at home. Um, yeah, it was not super clear on on those. It's you find all these lists that are like, what was the most popular Halloween costume in this decade? And they none of them agree with each other, and they all really? will have well, like. Yeah, yeah. could have been regional. You know. Could have been. Because I, I found that. I found olive oil and Popeye were super popular in the 20s. And then I also found clowns were super popular in the 20s. And mm. the clown they sh showed was one of the scariest clowns oh, I've ever sure. seen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course. I, I bet. I'm not even homemade a, clowns. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have a problem with clowns. But this clown, I, like, I was a little bit afraid it was going to crawl <laughs> out of my computer at me. <laughs> Stuff of nightmares. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we're building this timeline a little bit. Uh, we've gotten to the 1920s. Do you guys know who Ben Cooper is? And do you know why he is very uh, relevant to the conversation about Halloween costumes? I think I do know the answer to this. He was the individual that the hobo was based on. <laughs> <laughs> it... <laughs> It was the first person to carry a stick with a handkerchief on it. What? <laughs> it's like, hey, that, what's your name? I'm, can I be you for Halloween? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's that's a tough question. He was uh, he was John Steinbeck's muse. He just... 
you may have seen Ben Cooper's name on a box. That would be about the one way oh, really? you would recognize him. Box. It would have been a box. A box that you saw every Halloween season for a long time, right up until like early 80s, and then starting again like three years ago. Oh. The boxes that I can think of that came around Halloween were the kids that collected for UNICEF. Those little boxes. <laughs> It was was it like a, a a knockoff of like milk of magnesia? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not getting, no idea. Not getting too one. close. So Ben Cooper was the founder of Ben Cooper Incorporated, and they made all of those like licensed plastic masks with the like oh, string, yeah. the like elastic string in oh, the back. Yeah, but they really? like never quite looked like what they were supposed to be. Right. But you're like, right. yeah, whatever. It's Darth Vader or something. Yeah. Oh, really? So he's the guy who invented, invented the Halloween mask. Then. Yeah. He's, oh, wow. He's the king of Halloween masks. for he's, So he founded it in 1937. Any guess as to what his first license was? 1937. Uh, I don't know. The Tin Man? That's a good guess. It's not right, but not, think, not something from the ho- Wizard of Oz. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It was not a. It's not a political icon. It was a children's uh, character, very Mickey popular. In Mouse. Mickey Mouse. He got the ah. Disney license. Oh, wow. Ooh, started making all these Disney characters and started. So 1937, he does the first ones, and he had this incredible run of like always predicting what the next trend was going to be but they couldn't or did he make the trend it may be it's right <laughs> you only have mickey mouse <laughs> so, be the trend. so they were talking about like he what was it so he did disney and then there's just kind of like a run of things like when like movie monsters and all the hammer films came out he like printed all the movie monster masks like months before those what came out in theaters and then they were a huge hit and he sold a bunch of them and then in uh the 1970s like the early 70s late 60s he started doing like marvel and dc superheroes which was right about when they kind of hit their first big like wave of being super popular but the crazy one is 1977 it takes about eight to ten months to produce all these masks for halloween so you're making them in like February, right? Right. So he, in 1977, orders hundreds of thousands of Darth Vader masks. Star Wars comes out in the summer and they're ready to go. They sell a crazy amount of these Darth Vader masks. Meanwhile, Kenner, the company who's contracted to make Star Wars toys, was so taken by surprise at how popular it was that by Christmas, they still just had to sell empty boxes with vouchers. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was horrible. You nope. go like, oh, I want this for Christmas. Like, they think that. And somehow wow. this Ben Cooper company was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundreds of thousands of those, please. This How is going to be a How did he even hit. know about Star Wars <laughs> right? before the first one came yeah. out? Yeah. The guy no, just a lot it. of people thought it was going to be a flop, too. People were shocked that it was successful, including uh, George Lucas, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And like, thought it was going to be a dud. That's amazing. Isn't it? It's yeah. wild. Um, 
it's wild not only that he could judge the movie would be successful but that he even knew the movie existed right <laughs> it's you get good on all the licensing and everything you know who to talk to and... now did he said they'd look a little bit off from the real thing was that purposeful because they did not have the license or did they buy the license? For they the they had character? the licenses. They just like they have this unique style to them. Like it, you can go look up Ben Cooper masks and you'll find like tons of them. And they just always are like a little funky. Uh, it's it's hard to describe, yeah. but it's it's pretty interesting. Were they was that on purpose? Like was that an artistic decision? I don't know. My guess is the early ones. It was a practical limitation. And as they went on, it probably was just like, a, yeah, this is kind of our thing. But wait a minute. Maybe it was just like a, a different mask that he just painted black. And was, yeah, it's Darth Vader now. It was just man in hood. Like, They're like, Cookie like, the Clown or something. <laughs> um, so that was 1977. Some of these masks is bringing me back to my childhood. <laughs> so 1977, he hits this home run, makes the Star Wars things, right? Um, a couple of years later, the company goes bankrupt. You guys, any ideas? Something that happened in the early 80s that might have hurt a Halloween company? This is one thing that Ben Cooper did not predict. This is a good question. <laughs> yeah, early 80s, huh? Um, Eric was the oldest one, right? Yeah, I don't, the, I don't know. It's latex masks came along? I don't no, it's nothing. I'll, I'll even give you guys a hint. It's nothing to do with the costume industry. Is that oh. to do with politics? Not politics. Mm. It was. It was something that showed up in a big way in Congress after the fact. What did they think was going to be popular in the <laughs> 1980s? It, this thing came out of nowhere. Disco. <laughs> disco. The death of disco. Don't ruin the mask. The death of oh, disco. No. The, de- the death they of the mask. a bunch of disco masks for the seventies, and then the death of disco happened. It. It was not that. It was. This was. It didn't just kill Ben Cooper. It basically killed Halloween for a year, maybe two years. Oh, was that when the that Tylenol scare happened? Yeah, the Tylenol oh, murders. Yeah. Oh. So those happened in 1982, and within like a couple of years, Ben Cooper was completely out of business. They just couldn't hang for a couple of years. Just they had produced everything. This thing came out of nowhere. Everybody got super squeamish about Halloween, and they just it wiped them yeah. out. Wow. Yeah, I forgot. About I would that. not get that. <laughs> I would so, not get that. That's one of those like butterfly Flex flaps one. its wing things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the good news is. So they, so they ended up selling the company to a different company. And in 2016, the Cooper family, his kids bought it back. Mm. Um, or I guess his grandkids bought it back. And now you can go buy these uh, Ben Cooper masks in stores again. The sort of goofy thing about it is at this point, they've become a pop culture identity in and of themselves. So, you know, it's come full circle. They started out capitalizing on pop culture now they're capitalizing on themselves being a facet of pop culture right yeah just kind of neat i can still feel those rubber bands in the back of my head though you couldn't breathe breathe under them either yeah well it's kind of like now then (laughs) (laughs) we all look the same (laughs) god can you imagine how much less people would want to wear masks if they just made you look like a terrifying clown 
Yeah. Um, after the show. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's, that's the Ben Cooper costumes. I think we can't talk about Halloween costumes without talking about what is undoubtedly always associated with people by people with Halloween, which is sexy Halloween costumes. Uh, when do you guys think those came onto the scene? And what do you think was kind of the way they got popularized? Oh, geez. Oh, God. Um, probably when Smutty Magazines or something, you know, like a penthouse or a Playboy or something. That's- it does... That plays into the story, but it's not the start. Hmm. Was it the invention of the martini? Ooh, what year was the martini invented? It might be close. Yeah, you might know that one. You know when <laughs> martini was invented? Ooh, I gotta double check. It's it's in the I think it's in the area of the martini. I think martini was like twenties, thirties. You know, the other thing I could come up with is like really is like when pantyhose were invented. I don't know, is that anything? I don't. I don't know the year on pantyhose, so I can't confirm for sure. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, that was the year. Okay, okay. I know that. <laughs> Any guesses, Matt? Probably in World War One. You know, when all the uh, guys were off uh, at war, so women could just be really sexy and not have to worry about it. That's a good guess. You got the wrong World War One, though. It's in during World War Two. Oh, they show up. oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, it, was, it was specifically tied to, uh, to Hollywood. They would kind of promote movies with these like scantily clad, like Hollywood golden age bombshell and like a witch costume or whatever for some Halloween movie that was coming out. So that was kind of phase one where it sort of people got it in their minds. What prompted that? Uh, Hollywood execs figuring they could sell more movies, probably. <laughs> Even though all the men were away? Yeah, whatever. I guess My you do what you got to do. My flopped in itself. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that happened. And then kind of coming out of the 1940s, you have my favorite named thing in this whole episode, the quote, Halloween problem. Um, which is that in like the early forties, the like tricks part of trick and tr- trick or treat were getting wildly out of hand, and there there's a lot of public property destruction and riots and just crazy stuff going on, and so people were like, okay, we need to take Halloween and we need to make it less about mischief, and so there's this concentrated effort to rebrand Halloween as a kid's holiday so that adults would be less like interested and you could kind of contain stuff a little bit. And so that's where you kind of get the fifties Halloween, like trick or treating is just a kid's thing. You get your like peanuts, Halloween, great pumpkin, Charlie Brown special. Um, But then the sixties come around and this is where you get your playboys and your penthouses. Um, Sixties come around, you get your, sexual revolution and you also get your um stonewall you get a lot of gay pride coming into stuff and there's this confluence of things where adults want to get back into halloween all of a sudden people are a lot more like liberal um 
kind of how they approach sexuality in general. And then the final sort of capstone on it, the cherry on top, is that these uh, like large kind of queer, gay, lesbian communities would throw these big parades and these big parties. And it was sort of adopted as a holiday where you could express yourself. And so it was like, you know, these days you can just do drag. That's kind of fine, at least in a lot of places. That's fine. People aren't going to like violently come after you. Um, but back in the 70s, that was Halloween was the time you could do that and nobody would judge you for it. And so those communities started throwing these huge Halloween parties. And if you've ever been to a gay pride parade, they're super fun. That's it's a fun party. So everybody is like, yeah, these Halloween par- like parties are all wow, right. Let's do wow, this. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so yeah, if you ever are happy about like big Halloween parties and sexy costumes, you can thank the gay community. Yeah. Go out to San Francisco and so it came full circle. Then it came okay. back because when you started out, I was to wonder like because you said it was like you put out food and the adults dressed up, and I was like, I wonder why that went away. Mm-hmm. Now we came and uh, thank you for answering that. <laughs> to to circle back to the pantyhose thing, it was 1959, created by a guy named Alan Gant. So they were called originally panty legs when he first created. Oh, and what inspired his invention? He he um it was on he was on an overnight train with his pregnant wife. I didn't read the actual article. <laughs> the name panty legs is so much worse than pantyhose. Word <laughs> panty in general is yeah, that's fair. The other thing in there, not only do you get a bunch of like gay pride growth in the seventies, but again, those Tylenol murders, everybody stayed in for Halloween, or at least kept their circle small for Halloween for a couple of years. And so you got people going to parties instead of trick-or-treating. Oh. Fed into it. Um, mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting. Also. So who's going to, what Halloween company will go bankrupt this year? Ooh. <laughs> I, I already saw a couple haunted houses say they're closed for the year. I think it's going to hurt the fake, uh, the fake web industry. All the fake spider web producers are going to have a hard yeah, year. They're going under. They're, they're just hoping for an increase in stuffed animal sales. They could just repurpose. <laughs> Good idea. Um, I do want to revisit this incredible quote about the quote Halloween problem. This is from, I think, the 1940, no, it wouldn't have been 43, 1934 Chicago World's Fair, maybe. I don't know. Some Chicago World's Fair in the 1930s, 40s. Uh, this is a quote of what happened on Halloween. At midnight, some 300,000 revelers, some of them masked as witches, took complete control of 32 miles of streets and concessions, drank everything in sight except Lake Michigan, and rifled everything movable as souvenirs. At the Horticultural Building, for example, thrifty housewives were reported taking home $200 plants as admission souvenirs. Hundreds of police reserves were brought in to clear the crowds from the fairground, but crowds were still pouring in as late as 3 a.m. Oh, my gosh. That's a sweet Halloween party for Chicago to have in the 30s. Wow. I feel like we're just not, we don't know how to, like, have a good time on Halloween anymore after reading about this, though. Yeah. I'm going to try to score a rubber tree plant this Halloween. (laughs) 
go break into the field museum, steal one of Sue's leg bones. That's right. Um, yeah, that blows me away. That's a great quote. That crazy. I just like in my mind, everybody in the thirties is like sad because they have to go work in Oklahoma during the dust bowl. And they're all constantly like upright in a vest and trousers and they never do anything fun. But Halloween riots are apparently also in the mix. I don't want to kill the pantyhose, but do you want the actual reason? Yeah. No, I didn't read it. Uh, his wife was pregnant. And when women went out at the time, they were supposed to wear thigh-high stockings, a girdle, and a garter. And it was becoming too uncomfortable for her to wear them. So when they got home, he stitched a pair of stockings onto the panties and had her try them on. And she didn't hate them and thus became pantyhose. Huh. Yeah. Wow. It seems like yeah. an easier fix would have been to just not tell people they had to wear all those clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a girdle and a girdle? Garter and a girdle. Garter, girdle. I don't yeah. know what those are. But... Those are good names for witches, is what those are. <laughs> yeah. Girdle and garter, yeah. <laughs> Doyle and treble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've got one last question. Um we're going to see how this goes. I read four different articles rating the most popular Halloween costumes by year. One of them was by decade, so I kind of DQ'd it. Um, and I want to see, there was two years where the most popular costume on both lists lined up. They both said it was the same thing. I want to see if you guys can guess the year and or the costume and I'll give you a hint. It was most popular in your birth year. And one list was from Reader's Digest. And one list was from 17. So there's only like 11 years of overlap between the two in terms of birth years and people reading those magazines. Michael Jackson? Now, it's popular for the whole country, not just the readership. of. The, it wasn't like a poll of the magazine, right? They no, were trying just, to do it. It's just whatever they said was most popular. And they refused to share their methodology, which as a data person, oh, right. I take issue with. You know, hey, you know, I'm going to go with Darth Vader again because, that, that, yeah. yeah. That's a good, decent call. That, you know, all those movies kept coming out again. Darth Vader, right. good guess. I only found it on the 17 list, weirdly in 2005, which I think is when really? episode two or episode three came out. But like, those movies weren't Halloween costume inspiring, right? That's right. maybe that's well. This maybe, made people nostalgic for <laughs> maybe the good costume, yeah. Or the costume got really good. It's like, oh, yeah. that's a really good one. People tried to bury it, and they're like, "If I put on this helmet, I can't accidentally hear any of those new movies." <laughs> oh man! Think what were what were big pop culture Clinton? phenomena? No, pop no, culture. No Clinton. I'm thinking Barney. I don't think it's Barney, though. Barney makes both lists, but it's off by a year. It's 92 and 93. Really? Yeah. Is it it something Disney at all? No, neither of them were Disney, which is surprising. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if you did any of the last four years, it would be frozen every single year. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's not Britney Spears or the Spice Girls. Again, both of them made the list, but not... Really? Yeah. 
Bill Clinton? I get. I guess yep. that. Oh. Uh, I feel so old. 90s. Think, uh, think movies. Rugrats? No. Movies. I don't watch Titanic. Titanic, uh-huh. what? The ship? <laughs> but, but yeah. Indiana, Indiana Jones? It's all the kids dressing up as the sinking band. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones was on the list. He was 81, though, for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, so let's narrow it down to action movie characters. Spider Man. No, although Spider Man's all over really? these lists, he pops up like every other year. Yeah, I would think. You guys got a lot of people on the list. Batman. Batman? No, Batman. Oh, good guess. Uh, let's narrow it down even more to <laughs> action movie characters who exclusively wear black. The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> well, Batman! What? That's true. That, that does fit the Batman criteria. Yeah, wait a minute. I think I won. <laughs> Yeah. Well, sit there. Wow. Is there any more guesses? Otherwise, I can give it to you. All black. All you gotta black. know this. Who? What a? Oh my gosh. Um, we're probably gonna kick ourselves as soon as you say oh, yeah. it. Uh, who's the who's the vampire killer? Blade. Blade. You got the right style. You got the trench coat, which is, yeah. again plays into both of these guys. I think they are popular because you could reuse your costume. Oh, right. Eight years later. Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I have no clue. So they been? were. Neo. That Neo? Was in Neo. Oh. Neo is it? 1999. I got oh, it right. Yeah. Matrix was oh, 99. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So that was the second one. The first one was in 1991. That yeah. year ring a bell for anybody? That is the year Mozart. Terminator came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Terminator and Neo, the only two that 17 and Reader's Digest both agreed were the most popular costume of the year. So I assume there was just like millions of Terminators out there in 91. Well, I, I, I don't remember seeing either of those as costumes ever. But <laughs> yeah. Nice night for a walk. <laughs> is one of the lines from Terminator 1. Yep. Uh, so that's great that it's also a Halloween costume because people take a lot of walks at night. It's true. Halloween. <laughs> it's, realistically, if you didn't say that before you stepped out to trick or treat, you should yeah, have just exactly. been forced to take that costume yeah. off. <laughs> just ruined it. Um, there's some other really interesting people on this list. I'm, I want to. I'll give you guys a couple of these lists. I want to see if you guys can guess. For some of these, if you can even guess the right decade, I'll be impressed. And if you can guess the right year, I'll be astounded. Okay. And some of them, if you can even identify who they are, like Don Lockwood. Does anybody know who that oh, is? Oh, Don Lockwood. Don Lockwood. He was money. That That's... I feel Eric should know this one. Why? Don Lockwood. Yeah, he ran over my cat in fourth grade. <laughs> Don Lockwood <laughs> is... the CGA tour? <laughs> It does sound like a golfer. That God, that does sound like a golfer. It is the main character of Singing in the Rain. Oh, which, 
love that movie, and I don't, I don't know the name though. Plus, is that even a Halloween costume? Doesn't he just dress like a guy in the fifties? <laughs> yeah, with an umbrella. That's, that's just with dead going outside. <laughs> yeah, people just tap dance a little bit. Uh, also, also from the theater world, Anna Leon Owens from The King and I was the most popular costume in 1956. Wow. Apparently, the woman lead character. Yeah, which apparently little kids in the 50s were way more cultured than I was as a little kid. <laughs> right. Um, that that play was that popular. Uh, everyone in America. It's probably one of the <laughs> one of the fewer color films. I think probably that's probably why. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Oh, the film. Oh, it made it to a film. Yeah, I, I think I watched that film. I forgot. Do you think, barring the uh, quarantine and likely like decimation of the uh, trick or treating populace this year, do you think we would have gotten a rush of tiny Alexander Hamiltons? Oh. After it got put on Disney Plus, because that would be incredible. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just a bunch of nine-year-olds in powdered wigs. Yeah. Shouting, I'm not, gonna, I'm not throwing away my chat. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Here's. Also, I'll give you guys some some names. Cleopatra. Any guess as to what year Cleopatra? Never came out with oh, Liz Taylor. Like 2000 BC. <laughs> <laughs> that was really big back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be killed if you weren't her, actually. Exactly. Uh, uh, it, Martin. It is right. 19, it is. 1965. It was 1963. Um, Karen, you're exactly right, though. It was the Elizabeth Taylor year, everybody. What's Elizabeth like Taylor? She, she played her. Yeah, she played Cleopatra, a movie that famously went hilariously over budget. Like, oh, comically hilariously over budget. Yeah. That's, oh. Because it's, it's one of those things where I always thought it was not a popular movie because there's all these things that like kind of admonish it. But then you read reviews and everybody's like, no, it's really good. It just like lost an insane amount of money because they spent way too much on it. Um, how about astronauts as a costume? Not moon landing. Sure. 1969. Sure. Got your moon what, landing. What month was the moon landing? It's a good. I don't remember what month it was. I wonder how much time passed between that and Halloween. Um, I mean, I imagine it would have been before. The odds are good that it was yeah. before. You got ten months it was before summer. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, July sixteenth. All right, there you go. July sixteenth. How do you guys? <laughs> I just love that this was on the list. What year do you think the most popular costume was a California raisin? Oh my! <laughs> oh, it's when that commercial was out. With the seventy-nine. Hard to through the grapevine. No, that was in the eighties. What? Eighty? Eighty-one? Eighty-one. Eighty-four. Eighty-five. Eighty-six. You're oh, almost there. Really. Was the was the where's the beef lady ever a costume? <laughs> <laughs> Clara. All right, Clara. Yeah. This, in my opinion, is hands down the best run of most popular costumes. In 1986, you have the California Raisin. In 87, you have Alf. I love Alf. In 88, you have Beetlejuice. 89 is Ghostbusters. And then 1990 is Marty McFly. Like, I don't even have nostalgia for the 80s because I wasn't born yet. 
but that's an incredible pop culture run. I'm hundred percent on board. Um, here's one that'll probably throw you for a loop. Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. Oh yeah. What year do you think she was a super popular costume? So Star Trek was 67 maybe. Yeah. 69. So those are reasonable guesses. But Where it showed up was 1995. What? Yeah, I got five right. <laughs> I, from, the, from the movies then, huh? It must have been. I, I, the only thing I could find out is there's two Star Trek shows on at the time, but I don't yeah. believe Uhura was in either of them. I have no okay. idea. I don't know. I guess it's just a... Oh. It, it is a thing. Interesting. Um, and then the only time I saw this one in... 2007, Hannah Montana was the most popular costume. And in 2013, Miley Cyrus was the most popular costume, <laughs> which is the only time <laughs> a character oh, and wow. an actor made it in. <laughs> That's uh, bizarre. Pretty impressive. That's, that is very interesting that All right. Miley Cyrus got there six, wait, we think you're at six, right? Six years later. It took her six years to boil herself into just as respectable person. of a Halloween costume as her famous character. Well, the thing is that Good job. the character like when she played herself in the show, right? That's actually a fair point. Mm-hmm. So the, the character's alter ego was Hannah Montana, but the character itself was Miley Cyrus. So what you're saying is it's possible that Hannah Montana made it on the list twice, and the second time she just happened to be riding on a wrecking ball. It was <laughs> totally unrelated. Was no, she Miley Cyrus, she... though? I know she was Miley, but I don't know if she was like Miley Cyrus. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong. Ooh. And what was the what was the costume? I mean, the Miley Cyrus costume. I think it was mostly just being on a wrecking ball. Was, okay. I think that was the year of that video. Okay. I think they can do tongue out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the good question is, which age demographic was the was the popularity spiked in? You know, I think that's a fair point because some of these were pretty like, again, like I don't know how many little kids are dressing up as Holly Go Lightly in 1961. I just I don't see Breakfast at Tiffany's testing well with a bunch of like middle schoolers. But what do I know? You know, maybe kids had better sense of culture back in the day. Alrighty, well, that is everything for today's show. We've got another Halloween episode coming up soon, so keep an eye out for that if you enjoyed the content. Uh, if there's any Halloween trivia that you liked, feel free to send us a message. You can find the show on Instagram at That's What I Meant Trivia. Um, everybody else, they're a good place they can find you guys online if they're looking. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, SweetKeek72. Don't look for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the Tylenol forum. <laughs> <laughs> For the month of October. <laughs> Just seeing how stuff goes over there. Make sure they're checking their dates. Right. <laughs> um, they do. 
Awesome. And as always, uh, please feel free to leave a review. We, we really appreciate it. But even more important than leaving a review is letting people you know know about the podcast. If you enjoyed it, that's the best way that these things grow. And we'd really, really appreciate that. Um, also, if there's a, uh, any kind of topic you want to see us cover, if, if you're really lazy and you're writing a research paper and for some reason have like eight weeks to work on it, make a suggestion and we'll write your paper for you. Uh, um, other than that, thanks, Karen, Eric, and Matt, and we will catch you guys next time.